Welcome to the WorkSmart podcast channel. In this podcast, Julie Pardy and Nick Dent of WorkSmart discuss how firms can ensure their TNC scheme is ready for certification. They also review the poll results of WorkSmart's most recent webinar on training and competence. So let's get to it. Julie Pardy and myself, Nick Denter here, having just closed down what seems to have been a really popular podcast this morning, talking about TNC and the issues and challenges people are currently struggling with throughout the financial services. We're just picking up here and following up with some conversations about the responses that we got to some of the polling questions. And the first polling question we got was, which of the following areas caused the greatest concern in relation to competence arrangements? And by far, the biggest score there was the response that said line managers taking ownership for competence and the concern about that. So we thought that was really intriguing, didn't we, Julie? In the, in the sense that if line managers don't take responsibility, then whose job is it? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is really tricky. And it talks to lots of things, doesn't it? I think it talks to the understanding of the individual as to why they've been employed in that role in the first place and what the accountabilities and responsibilities are. It talks to the culture of the organisation, because if you're a line manager, and actually you're not taking responsibility for competence, either of yourself or your people, then kind of that's part of the job. Yeah. I think that sometimes inadvertently that maybe firms end up in that position, not deliberately, but you go to market when you're looking for job roles, you go and recruit the people that you know are going to have got lots of experience of being line managers, are very experienced in a wide range of things. You bring them in and you induct them in the ways of the organisation, but then you let them do their line manager thing. And maybe, and I've seen it quite you, a bit... You mean you trust them to do their line manager thing? Is that? Is that... Yeah, because you, you think, well, we've employed this person who's a competent line manager, therefore we don't need any more input. We yeah. just need to teach yeah. them the policies and the processes and stuff. And we'll draw back from focusing on the competencies around line management per se. You know, around the typical stuff, the listening skills, the coaching skills, the feedback skills, you know, the ability to challenge. And actually firms don't have that in their TNC frameworks necessarily or their employee competent frameworks and therefore they kind of get missed. Mm. So you can have somebody who's competent but you only stay competent, don't you, if somebody's constantly inputting to you and therefore I think sometimes they're a forgotten community. So it doesn't surprise me that we got that result. Mm. We also polled our webinar attendees and asked them on a scale of one to five where one was not confident and five was highly confident, what their level of confidence was in demonstrating that people within their firms are competent to fulfil their roles. And by far the lion's share of responses, in fact 60% of responses came back as somewhat confident in that scale and then the remaining 40% were spread across the rest really with a very small number at being not confident and a few more being a little confident but somewhat confident is still a little concerning. Yeah I think so and and I think there's probably a number of things that are driving that and a lot of it from I think what we see is that people don't have the granular level of data that they can effectively mine and manage to say is somebody competent or not yeah. and they don't necessarily have the indicators set by role 
for what is competence and what isn't competence. So you tend to get, well, there's a job role, there's a job, there's uh, competencies that we need to go with this job, there's behaviours that we need to go with this job, but they might just be statements. And therefore, when a firm comes to be asked a question like that, if I've got 10 people or I've got 100 people, how do I know my people are competent? I think it's really difficult. How do you actually evidence it in black and white? (laughs) Absolutely. And I think we're always going to fall down on the side of, well, if you've got a structure, if you've got a framework that's underpinned by technology, that has intelligent measures in there that can be assessed per role, per individual, then you can draw out data at a business level or at a function level that says, actually, I know my people are competent and this is why, or yes, the majority of my people are competent. We've got some challenges with a few, but that's okay because we know why they're not competent and we've got a plan to sort them. I think from a regulatory point of view, the biggest no-no is I don't know that all my people are competent and I don't know why they're not. And actually, I think what organisations like us give is that structure and framework to move firms along in that discussion and that capability. Well, I suppose it's having the confidence, isn't it, Julie, that you will have the evidential record to be able to rest upon. And I think what that result is saying for me is people kind of think their colleagues are okay in the round, but it's that evidential record that's lacking. Yeah, absolutely. The final poll that we asked of our webinar attendees then, the question, how do you think the introduction of certification within banking, insurance and soon-to-be solo regulated firms will affect a firm's approach to training and competence? A balanced response here. Uh, Very, very few people, in fact, only 3% thought not at all. And then a a relatively even number came through with the responses of, we'll need some alignment to ensure no duplication of assessment. And the final response, we'll need a full review of TNC regime to ensure it is fully aligned with certification. So 99% of respondents were spread between those last two comments, really. Uh, 51% just heading the, the notion that some alignment was required. But at very least, people think that there's some work to be done with reviewing their current approach to TNC in the context of the senior manager's regime and what it means. Yeah, and I think that matches actually what we've been seeing. So we thought that it would happen earlier. We genuinely thought people would move quicker to review their TNC regimes prior to certification. But it seems to be this last quarter, doesn't it, that people have started to look. And I I fail to see how you can't review TNC scheme because actually certification is a wider process. And in order to certificate somebody, you're going to have to draw on some of the TNC data to try and work out whether you can certificate or not. So just going on the assumption that everything as is will be okay might work for a small number of firms, I suspect. But the majority, what a brilliant opportunity to say, what does my scheme look like? Is it giving me the results that I want? Is it set right? Is it being managed right? Does it feel like people are getting value out of it? And if the answers to those are no, what a great opportunity to do something about it prior to putting that wider certification wrapper across the whole piece. 
Yeah, and we were saying during the webinar, Julia, as well, that the regulator isn't necessarily coming in and kicking the tyres on the TNC regime in itself, but what they would come in with a view on is competence and capability and indicators where that is falling short for some reason, and then asking firms or challenging firms about the controls and processes they have to manage that. So by default, they're probably looking at it you know, anyway. Yeah, I think firms that have put TNC lower down the agenda because they think the regulator isn't interested and there haven't been any regulatory fines or censures around TNC, I think don't be misled because, as you say, it's around the, you know, they'll be looking at the outputs and the negative indicators and many of those can be tracked back to either poor culture or poor controls, poor risk management around people and what they do. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this WorkSmart podcast. To really get to grips with TNC in your firm, download your copy of WorkSmart's TNC fact sheet by visiting worksmart.co.uk.